welcome to another episode of Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined this week again to review the latest episodes of WandaVision. Derek from college. What's up, Derek? Not much, man. Just uh, literally just came off finishing the uh, episode, episode seven uh-huh. right before we logged on. So that's still fresh in my mind. And all I have to say is, you know, Snooper's going to snoop. <laughs> that is true. Uh uh, spoiler alert. Uh, you know what's interesting about that yeah, is uh, say. <laughs> what's interesting about that is uh, I have been forgetting to stick around for mid credit sequences while watching the show. There haven't been any until episode seven, right? And so, like, yeah, and and it just doesn't feel like because normally, if you know, we we're if I was watching a Marvel film or right. like in the theater, like you would just you know, it's built into your instinct to stick around. But like for the for the TV show format, for like the streaming format, you were, I'm so used to just skipping credits. <laughs> You're like, and we're done. Yeah, exactly. Moving on. Yeah, and then I heard on a podcast this week they were like, "Hey, did you watch the mid credit sequence?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and so <laughs> I I had to go back and watch it. Um, well, we we almost missed it. I was like scrolling around trying to do something, like figure something out on the streaming service, so that we were like, "Wait, hold the phone." What is this? <laughs> What's all this now? <laughs> What's all this now? Because I've been violently avoiding spoilers since Friday. So I've just been like, no, <laughs> no, no news. No news about WandaVision. The internet keeps going. But I'll tell you, I'm like, I don't want to know. I truthfully <laughs> don't. It ruins, what, it ruins what I do for the podcast if I know ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> before I watch the episodes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. mid credit sequence. First time. Episode seven episodes in. And I've been watching the end credit sequence for every episode so far, and nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the the credit sequence, the titles are. I mean, the animation is cool, and there's always some oh, cool yeah. images. But uh, yeah, uh, the promise of a mid credit scene is a, is a whole new whole new ballpark. It is a it is written into the Marvel DNA that there is just mid credit scenes. That's just what you do. Right. So I agree with you. It's been weird for me to be keyed up like being like there has to be there has to be like we went through the first was on episode three i think we were like mid-credit sequences like what happened and then there's seven minutes of credits at the end of each episode so we were like oh there has to be there's a ton left that we haven't watched no it's just all the international credits and everything like that so i mean which is great but also maybe just tell people i don't know yeah (laughs) exactly um yeah before we get into wandavision though uh what'd you do this week derek anything uh anything jumping out well uh, nothing uh not so not a ton um we uh opened up the patio opened up a patio space at work so we're available to uh start pouring beer for the most part with some with certain stipulations so that's been mm-hmm. kind of fun getting back into you know doing what i like to do you have to um, you have to add a shot of lysol into every beer <laughs> no hot dog actually oh, okay <laughs> because california rules for those of you that aren't part of california there's a weird rule where it's like you can drink but you have to have, have food it's like but what <laughs> they have to eat no we can't force people to eat the food well then but they still have to buy it it's like, well then why do that 
<laughs> yeah. Because we're we don't know. Because we we're making this thing we're making things up as we go. Because we're just we trying just to get some things it, and put it together. Put them together exactly. <laughs> Maybe we'll build that rocket ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's just it's weird, but whatever. These are the rules that I have to go through. So I spend most of my days explaining to people that yes, I understand that you don't want a hot dog, but you have to buy it on your tab. And no, not everybody has to buy it. There just has to be one on your tab, but it does have to go to the table with you. And so it's just a lot of. <clears throat> needless explanation mm-hmm. for the hoops that I have to jump through to make sure that people can have good beer in California. Mm-hmm. So yeah. other than that, uh, there's a, uh, there's a, um, uh, near where I live, there's a, like a, like a, the, the stone brewery, like the filling station, like the tap yeah. room. They, yeah, uh, the tasting they, room right across yeah. the, uh, right across the street from the luggage room pizza. Yeah. They've Ooh. actually, um, uh, partnered with Luggage Room to sell their pizza. Uh, and that's what a lot of places are doing. Yeah, so it's cool so to see businesses like working together and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. There's a weird. I mean, through all this, there's a very strange. Um, I've noticed very strange correlation between beer tasting rooms and proximity of pizza places. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> like the Mother Earth tasting room in downtown Vista is across the street from another pizza place. Mm-hmm. Then there's uh, the tasting room for uh, Lost Abbey in Cardiff. I mean, this is all inside baseball. Nobody really needs to know this. I'm just going to curtail this. You could be, be like, making up all of these names for all we know. <laughs> I could, but you know what? Here's the thing. As uh, internet personality and uh, podcaster Blaine Kapatch says, local jokes get you local work. So I'm <laughs> not going to go down that road. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all right. We'll all just go I, to shenanigans after this. Because I am an international man. Yeah. <laughs> of mystery. <laughs> of mystery. God, I wish that would be fun. Uh, um, no, us week. Things have just been chill, man. Cool. Um, kind of slowly testing the waters, getting back into social stuff with some friends. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, having people over to the house for the most part. And just kind of, I mean, not all the time, but like, it's one of those where it's like, you know, you talk to people and you're like, you've been safe? They're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, all right, come on. Yeah. Come on over. Like, haven't seen you in over a year. Like, let's, you know. Let's yeah. Shoot the <laughs> uh, but yeah, outside of that, everything's just pretty, pretty standard. So. Right on. Right there on. There you go. How about yourself? What's new with you? Um. Well, I, so a couple new things. Uh, I have rented a studio space in North Hollywood where I'm building like a, uh, a sans fantasy factory. Um, is that what you're going to gonna uh, call it? Oh, no. please let that. <laughs> I definitely, Dude. I'm not going to call it that. I can't, I can't steal that from Rob Deerdeck, but, uh, Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Um, then never mind. Don't do that. Yeah. I will. Ha- I Great will name, take, though. I will take my own MTV show if they're willing to give it to me though. Um, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I'm building like a studio space where I can, you know, do music out of and podcast out of and all that kind of stuff. So cool. I've been going hard um getting that situated for the last like couple weeks so that's been fun uh, uh i have a question about sure, that would that sure. mean that possibly future episodes might be where we are live and in person i mean ho- hopefully i mean that is the goal um yeah i would love that i love um, it i'm down yeah because listeners if you think the energy between us is fun right now just wait until we get into the same room yeah just wait till we can touch each other Oh, God, it's going to get weird. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Yeah. So, um, just, I just want to touch you. Yeah. So I've been doing that, uh, standing on rickety ladders and things like that. Um, yeah, man's work. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know, the, the typical stuff. be damned. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, so sure. doing that, uh, Oily rags next to a furnace. <laughs> yeah. There's all the, each room comes with a furnace. It's a very old building. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I've been doing that. And then, uh, Julie, my girlfriend got, uh, vaccinated recently. So that was, uh, that was an ordeal because I the, did see that. the first, uh, injection was fine. The second one, uh, came with a few symptoms, uh, like flu like symptoms, and mm. she dealt with that for about a day, and it, it, it took mm. her out for about a day, and so that was yeah. interesting. But she's good now and vaccinated, which is cool. So well, hey, there you go. So if I get if I uh, get exposed to COVID, it is by my own doing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like make out with COVID at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I need to get my vaccination, man. With as much as I work with the work with and around the public, yeah, I'm like yeah. I just need to. Get get it because i'm tired of standing not that it would like alter my ability to just be like i'm free to do what i want yeah but like standing behind a wall of plexiglass while i'm like if i walk out this to talk to this person about a beer am i gonna die <laughs> yeah yeah uh i'm not entirely sure like how they're prioritizing uh the the vaccine but definitely like i feel like businesses that offer some kind of like mm-hmm. public like service to the public like should be mm-hmm. prioritized so we can get those going again restaurants retail all that stuff yeah yeah i agree 100 um i agree so yeah if you're a rich politician i don't think you need it because you can just <laughs> hole up in your like compound yeah or go Virginia. to or go to cancun with ted cruz yeah apparently or just go to cancun because we're just doing that now deuces bitches good luck like what i'm out the, the texas government abandoned an entire state full of people yep what in the world yep and then he got back and blamed his daughters <laughs> it's really my yeah. kid's fault <laughs> what a complete pizza i'm sorry we're just gonna go a little political real quick what an absolute piece of garbage that man is it's like, not even it's not Lord. even political it's just like no, be, it's just like being a good person <laughs> right but this is my point it transcends politics yeah he's not even politically a bad he's just a garbage human yeah like, like what yeah yeah, yeah. I feared for my state. Well, it's for my daughter. Listen, you tubby piece of trash. Yeah. Don't blame this on your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. God. He sucks. You got cold. <laughs> yeah. Put on an extra. Like, you got too cold and there was no food. So what did you do? You hopped on a private plane to go to Cancun to party. Yeah. He, he's, F you, man. Yeah, for like, real. Just, oh, God. Makes <laughs> yeah. Me, oh, it makes me, like, just. Oh, just oh! Yeah. If I was a peacock, my feathers would just be like, <laughs> like it just makes me so mad. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> gotta let me fly. Exactly. God. Maybe okay. should well, we that was, should we tell that him that politics, peacocks don't anti-Ted fly? Anti-Ted Cruz corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's appropriate right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that happened this week, and oh. other than that, I've just been, uh, you know, the usual stuff, working on stuff and. Yeah. DJing some virtual conferences, which is is fun cool. and whatnot. Cool. Um, yeah, but uh, I also uh, have been watching WandaVision, so perhaps we should dive into that this week. That's really weird because I too have been watching WandaVision. Oh. Should we talk about it? I think perhaps we should. It All behooves right, us to do so. Um, Using ten dollar words today, I yeah. like it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Let's um, do this. So episode six and seven, correct? 
Yes, sir. All right, episode six. Um, the is all new Halloween all spooktacular. New Halloween spectacular. And episode seven, Pete. breaking the fourth wall. All right, so episode six. What what are your what is your immediate uh, reaction to the episode? Did you enjoy it? Did you think it was a good episode? I enjoy, I mean, it's a Marvel product. It's kind of hard for me not to enjoy it. Right. Um, They're all really at like a base to... level of of decent. You know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you already passed the mark of like, I'm gonna watch you just based on the fact that you slapped the Marvel logo on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of still like I'm highly particular and curated and like everything else that I watch. But like, I'll just whatever slap a Marvel logo on it. I'll just be like mm-hmm. popcorn, slam it into my face. Like, yay, this is my thing. I turn into an eight year old, um, which I maintain is not a bad thing sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Man, episode six. I, th- I feel like these last two episodes are nice. Cause we're finally get like getting like a little bit of traction. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just all dumped at the end where it's like mm-hmm. every episode to date has been like here's a tv show episode isn't this funny and quaint and oh big reveal at the end Mm -hmm. we'll deal with it later and it's like well maybe parcel it and i'm not talking like spill all the secrets early on because that defeats the point of the tension and like you know the writing and all that but it's been nice to kind of see sort of the mystery and the and the intrigue sort of mixed in throughout for a longer period of time throughout Mm -hmm. the episodes so yeah yeah I thought it was good. Um, I liked the Malcolm in the Middle vibe to it. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, I kind of wish – so if there's one sort of, I think, uh, complaint I have about these newer, like, later episodes overall, and it's not even really a complaint. It's just um, my right, desire as a viewer of these shows. I kind of wish they would have stuck or, like, leaned in a little bit more to, like, the genre trappings of, mm. like, the different – like time period shows and they did a little bit at the beginning of this episode but i feel like i would have loved to see that the the sort of malcolm in the middle vibe continue with like the kids like kind of talking to the camera and stuff like that they kind of got rid of that pretty quickly yeah <laughs> um which i thought yeah, was kind you know of what? a I letdown agree with that. you know what i mean i have the same problem with the with episode seven and we'll get we'll get to that yeah um, in a minute because yeah. i think the earlier episodes were much better at and i and i understand that like where we are in the plot wanda is not completely in control anymore and it's right. kind of the illusion is kind of slipping like i get that but i i still feel like with the way that this show presented itself with the first three episodes like i feel like the genre trappings should especially once we find out like who's re- like that there's somebody else in control who's keeping mm-hmm. up the artifice like I, I think the genre trapping should have been maintained a little bit like more closely like throughout because it because it agree. does start to just become a, and I say this with all the love in the world for Marvel. It just uh, it, these later episodes just kind of become another Marvel thing, um, mm-hmm. and which is fine because I love that Marvel thing. But I think it is also cool, like when they were doing like the you know when it felt a little different and like you know they were leaning into like the genre trappings a little bit harder. Yeah, I agree. It it felt uh, yeah, I agree. They kind of they kind of did the same they're like oh we're still doing genres but we're doing a light dusting of it as opposed <laughs> yeah. to more of a like we're yeah. gonna submerge you in it and be like oh man this feels like everything i used to watch on tv as a kid right exactly now it's like this is somewhat in the ball but it's adjacent yeah exactly um so yeah that's my only like complaint quote unquote um but let's i mean yeah let's go through the episode a little bit um so this episode is is mainly about pietro and 
his and sort of getting into why he's there a little bit and, and vision yeah and vision and vision going off on his journey to try to like yeah. figure out what's going on um how do you think the pietro stuff is being handled like or do you like evan peter's performance what do you think is going on with him i like evan peter's a lot so the quicksilver that i grew up reading which was this 63 um run the the og run um mm -hmm. and then straight up into the 90s he was a little bit more broody a little bit more of a darker character mm -hmm. um i do like his sort of whimsical take on it you know where he's kind of like he's mm. cool uncle pete you know yeah. like that's <laughs> yeah. that is like oh cool like that's kind of fun um it's a different take on the character yeah and, um, and it's consistent with the way his character was portrayed in in first class as well exactly and that's yeah. that's what i was gonna say not first class mm -mm. was it not was it oh days of future yeah, he, past he wasn't he was uh, Days of Future Past and okay, Apocalypse. Gotcha. Yeah, Though all those movies kind of run together for me. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, well, there's first – the funny thing is is that you quoted First Class, which is arguably the best X-Men movie that's ever been made. Right. And then it just kind of goes back to what Brian Singer was doing, which was not good. Yeah. Never been good. Yeah. Never been great. Right. It only got worse when he stopped doing it mm -hmm. for X3, and then Matthew Vaughn was like – I'll make this good again. And we were like, yay. And then Matthew Vaughn was like, contractual disputes. I'm out. And then Brian Singer was like, I'm back. And it's like, oh, God damn, the drunk uncle's back. Like, <laughs> right. why, why is everyone in black leather again? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, I was going to say that I really like the fact that his carry, his carry over his character is consistent with mm -hmm. what he was doing in the X-Men movies that he was in. Mm -hmm. Um I think that's uh, it's kind of fun. It's also really fun to uh, to do that so that uh, you can uh, confuse the viewers and being mm -hmm. like, is that are these universes? Are they are they together now? Like, where is this? Because it could just be that with what we're going to talk about in episode seven, that he's not actually even Quicksilver. Right. So that's what I was going to ask you. What? So what do you think is going on with him? Do you think he is actually Quicksilver from another dimension? Is he a figment of this simulation created from Wanda's, you know, subconscious? Right. Um, what What do you think is going on? And we can we can we can because people should understand at least by now seven six and seven episodes in we're going to spoil everything. So we can talk about even if we have to talk about spoilers <laughs> from episode seven, we can get into that. But so do we? If you do, were listening thirty seconds <laughs> into this episode. What were you doing? Yeah. Um, so what what do you think is? Give me your best theory. What do you based on what we've seen so far? What do you think Quicksilver is and why and what 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 is he here to do? Okay, because it's still I'll not hit you clear. With my I'll hit you with my best shot. So this okay. is the best thing I, I've come up with that I can bam, think of. Right? Bam, 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 bam. Hit yeah. me with your best, your best shot. shot. <laughs> Fire away. Um, so this, here is my theory. Mm -hmm. And it's coupled with a couple of things in the universe there and then also my knowledge outside of it. Mm -hmm. I think that the guy that's being, I think that, that Uncle Petro is being is a human that's being puppeted, who's okay. not actually Quicksilver from another dimension. I think he's just a random guy that was from the town that was brought in to pose as that. Okay. To then be used to use that to then be manipulated, you know, with the knowledge outside to be manip to manipulate Wanda into thinking that oh my gosh I can have everything that I want right right so. I think that he is just a regular dude. I don't think he's actually Quicksilver. 
I think he's just a regular guy that's in the universe. And the reason why I think that is because if they added, <clears throat> they added his character and the actor, they could have chosen anybody to play it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think they chose Evan Evan Peters to um, confuse people. It was an easy casting choice. He already is Quicksilver, so they can just throw him mm-hmm. in there, and it would confuse viewers. But I don't. I think the reason why I think he's going to be a normal guy, not actually Quicksilver, is because then it would acknowledge that the Fox X Men movies exist in the same universe or adjacent to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which you can do it because we're both we're about to go into the multiverse of madness. So you can pretty much do anything. But right. I think for licensing, I think it was more just like a more of a, a snow job to kind of keep people confused than it was actually gonna like add sort of weight to the story at large. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing could be that he's actually just a um he's not just a random dude. He's a henchman character mm-hmm. that is lightly in on it maybe. Yeah. You know, I also just don't want the X-Men movies to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, because I feel like Marvel can do the X-Men better and do them more justice than they have Mm -hmm. been. Although the problem is that would lose my favorite character in the X-Men franchise right now, which is Michael Fassbender's Magneto. Right. So and I have some thoughts about that. (laughs) I want to keep. Yeah, I want to keep him. Right. Because he's amazing. No, he's very he's, good at that. I have been a Magneto fan since I was like little, yeah. since I first picked up an X-Men book. And I was like, friends were like, he's the bad guy. I'm like, yeah, but he's like dope though. Yeah. Like he's so slick and smooth and magnetism. And and so uh, let's my... also give some props to uh, James McAvoy as, as uh, Charles Xavier. Because I like if you had told me, hey, they're going to – Reboot Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, they're going to reboot X Men and they're going to cast someone else to play the Patrick Stewart part. I'd be mm. like, there's no one on earth who could get even close to that. But yeah. I will say, James McAvoy, he's not doing a he's not doing an impression, but he is nope. he he captures that energy pretty well. Like, I don't I don't know if there's a person on the planet who could have done a better job at, at trying to fill those shoes than he did. He did a really good job. I agree. And I was actually just going to piggyback. I don't want the listeners to think that I think Michael Fessbender is the only good part of the new <laughs> X-Men movies. But, like... Clearly, that's what you, know you know said. He, yeah, well, <laughs> isolate the audio. Um, I mean, you no, got to also throw ha- Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I don't know. I think I think Nicholas Holt's beast character makeup needs to be better. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with those with that with those movies and we'll have to do this uh, maybe we'll just have to air our X-Men gripes on a different episode, but Yeah. Um I I think Beast should be CGI. And maybe that's just me, uh but I think he uh, CGI is to the point now, especially when you're watching Hulk and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I would love to see a more mm-hmm cartoon accurate beast proportions where he's more more ape like in his build as opposed to like the slender like kind of werewolfy beast um yes, i, I kind of looks weird when he's trying to run on all four yeah exactly like i i think he would yeah. look better with like the sort of like more hulking like gorilla type build yeah. and you can i the think the cgi thing- is good enough for that at this point the other thing that they're missing an opportunity to do too mm-hmm is Beast only turns blue later in the comic book run. Originally, mm-hmm. he's just an acrobatic, like, normal-looking dude that they're like, you're the Beast. He's yeah. like, yeah, I got big feet and big hands. Yeah. Ah. 
<laughs> Watch me go. And it's like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. So I don't know. I feel like it either needs to be done CGI, like you're saying, mm-hmm. or mocap or yep. something. But this prosthetics thing, mm-hmm. it didn't work for Leslie Grammer when he played Beast in uh, X-Men 3, and it's still Kelsey, not working. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. Sorry. What did I say? Leslie? Leslie. Where did my brain go? <laughs> I I'm don't sorry, know. everybody. I had a mini stroke. You probably, um, you probably like... Th- like on one level of your brain thought Leslie Nielsen maybe that's exactly what I thought <laughs> all right <laughs> from Naked Gun uh but yeah um yeah so so my so what I think about um uh Quicksilver yes. is so I actually am gonna go the other way I think uh, so I think that because because up to this point we haven't met any character who is a complete fabrication of the hex. The only characters that are complete fabrications of the hex uh, that we can kind of infer are are the two children because they were this weird fake pregnancy and they don't age like regular yep. kids. So they are the only people that we are being led to believe are like not all the way real. You know what I mean? I think I think Quicksilver and I think those kids. I think those kids are kind of a red herring. I think those kids are not real and I think those kids I think those kids will be the plot device that finally like snaps Wanda against uh Agatha Harkness. Yeah. Um I think she's going to reveal We just talk about episode 7 now too. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> but cuz I want to save that point for I want to save that point for later. But I okay, think cool. so I think everyone is going to be made to believe that because they've been making a big deal that the hex, like no one goes in and out of the hex. Like it just doesn't work like that. And that's it's why, just I, not done. Yeah. and that's why Monica Rambo is starting to change right. and things like that. So what I think is going to happen is I think quick, everyone's going to think that Quicksilver is just, you know, a figment of this reality created by Agatha to further manipulate um, Scarlet Witch. But I think at some point the hex is going to, either gets is going to be destroyed at some point or whatever and we'll have a moment where we think this is her saying goodbye to pietro again but Mm. alas he's not dead and he and he's like what i thought i was part of that thing how am i still here um i think he's a real person brought from another brought from the other dimension from the fox dimension and is being mentally controlled by Agatha, like everyone else in the Hex. But he's the only person that is from another dimension. And I think that's what this whole thing is about. It's about uh, Agatha is trying to delve into uh, you know, the mind and powers of Scarlet Witch to figure out how to bring people from another dimension into this dimension. And I think um, Pietro is like the linchpin of that. And he's like the first person to successfully like because I think that's the whole point of this. It's kind of like Inception where like Agatha doesn't have the powers to pull people from another dimension. So she has to manipulate Wanda into doing it. And I don't Mm. think I don't think she ever uh, maybe she didn't plan for it to be Pietro for the first person or maybe she did. I don't think it matters. But um, now I think Pietro is proof positive that it can happen. And I don't think that we'll find that out until the the end that he's a real person. But that's kind of what I think is going on. Um, interesting yeah and and that's why i think and i think the thing about vision uh i think that happens in this episode where the he gets outside of the the hex and starts to disintegrate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's a red herring because the vision that is in the hex is from this reality and he's dead. That's why he disintegrates. Like new life created in this in this hex can't exist. But if it's life that already exists from another dimension, perhaps that can exist outside of the hex. You know what I mean? Interesting. So that that's my theory about about Pietro. That's what I think. I think he's just under mind control, but I think he's a real person from another dimension. Hmm. OK. Yeah. Uh, we can get into uh, episode seven if you'd like. Um, yeah, know- episode six was like it was good, but there wasn't a whole lot to it. I think yeah. the vision part was the most interesting part, and then right. there's the obviously in light of episode seven, there's the the whole false positive with Agatha or Agnes being like, "Where am I? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. Um, just to and put then- a bow on the end of episode six, uh, basically mm-hmm. what happens is. Um, uh, the vision or Wanda. So the, one of the children uh, is able to hear thoughts and can hear that uh, can hear that uh, vision is dying. And so Wanda in, in an emergency expands the hex that consumes vision again, which brings him back to life, but also consumes uh, Darcy and all of the, or most of the uh, sword Sword team. Yeah. yeah, Agents. And they're all turned into circus performers and, and, and all of that jazz. Um, So not, but, but not, not that Dick Hayward. Yeah, but not Hayward. He's still around, and and it's also revealed that he's been keeping tabs on Vision, trying to. He's got his own plans for Vision's body, and he's also been keeping tra- tabs on Monica's blood work, and has been um, noticing that her cells are changing on a molecular level because she's gone yes, through yes. the thing twice, the hex Absolutely. twice. All right, so I think we can get into episode seven. I think so. All right, uh, breaking the fourth wall, and uh, we are now in uh, sort of mid two thousands, uh, mid to late two thousands, Modern Family style. Office, and yeah. it doesn't. Uh, it Office, Modern Family, and it doesn't do any of them real well. <laughs> no, it does not. Like, um, yeah, at all. I I will say the the as far as the costuming and sort of the set design, it looks very Modern Family, but in terms right. of like. The camera work, it, it still is shot very much just like a regular um, Marvel thing. There's, it's not really shot handheld the way like Modern Family and stuff is shot. Um, right. Yeah, they, this is, again, another example of them not really uh, <laughs> sticking to getting, the, uh, <laughs> the genre. Close, yeah, they're not trying. Quite accomplishing it. Um, yeah, so let's get Also, the- here's the other thing I was going to say. Mm-hmm. The title sequence this time, mm-hmm. I found it to be quite annoying. I don't like remember. The, what was the title sequence? I don't remember. It was trying to blend like Parks and Rec, Office, and Modern Family oh, together. Okay. And I just went, it didn't succeed in any of them. I'm like, you need to pick. If you're going to do a four, I feel like if you're going to do a fourth wall breaking themed episode, uh-huh. you need to pick one of them. Yeah. I feel like, and, and for this show, I feel like they should have just picked Modern Family just because it's a family show. And they just go hard with that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like lean into it real big. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so episode seven, we are dealing with the expansion. Uh, Wanda's hay powers are going a little bit of haywire. Mm-hmm. Stuff's changing and reverting back to the way it was in the house, like through different episodes. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah, so yeah, and then in terms of like the outside the hex stuff, um, Sword and Monica and Jimmy bring in a. They call in a favor uh, and bring in this like like lunar rover looking car thing, and yep. they're yep. Th- they're thinking like this will protect us and we we can get through the hex in this, and 
they are mistaken. <laughs> They're mistaken. Here's my thing. <clears throat> Real quick, there's a moment where who is where Jimmy Woo, who is slowly becoming my favorite character of this entire show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't wait for, I hope he gets his own, like, Jimmy Woo Agent of Sword show. Like, I would watch the heck out of that. Oh, yeah, there's there's been a lot of a lot of that going around on the internet. There was, uh, I saw, I think Boss Logic on Instagram uh, posted yeah. a, a, a poster for the Hex Files. <laughs> yes, I did see that, and it made me laugh, dude. Yeah. It was so good. I thought good. that'd be pretty good. thought that was awesome. A Jimmy Woo in the Hex Files. I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> More Randall Park in the MCU. That's mm-hmm. where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's this part where she's going to go drive into the hex, right? Right. And he raises a question of like, she going to be okay? And the random major that brought the lunar rover goes, she'll be fine. Yeah. I'm wondering like. Did you test it? <laughs> yeah. Because this is where my brain went. You didn't test it. You don't know. And yeah. then I go. You don't know what it has smacks to me. My reaction was very much that moment from San Rockwell from Galaxy Quest. Like, how do you know that? Is there air? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just don't know. Yeah. I, like, I, you don't just go, she'll be fine. How? Yeah. I'm wondering if that 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 little part uh, was written for someone else. Like, a lot of people were speculating mm. at the end of the last episode when they mentioned that they called in a favor for from someone yeah. in, like, uh, at Sword, I, I some people were saying maybe it's going to be Captain Marvel, maybe it's going to be um, Reed Richards. See, the Reed um, Richards was the one that I saw the most of online. Everybody's like, it's gonna be Reed Richards. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine, <laughs> it, but also, yeah. And no. that that part, I wonder if it originally was written for like a cameo spot, but then they changed their minds at some Pro- point um, because it, it it does seem like there was a lot of build up to this person, and then it was just someone we've never met before and right it just it felt weird so i'm it was, wondering it was extremely yeah. underwhelming like i was expecting to see like i don't know evangeline lily and paul rudd or like like it was it felt right. to me and i think you're right. right it felt to me like it was written for an avenger cameo like yeah. a mainstay capital mm-hmm. a avenger cameo mm-hmm. and i'm like bruce banner would yep. have been also perfect or in even that even hank pym would have been would yeah. have been good hank pym yeah get michael like, douglas in here yeah, absolutely. I, and that would have worked out way better where he's like – where Jimmy just – because he kind of knows him. Where he's yeah. like, hey, Hank. And he's just like, yeah. like, how do you know she's going to go? She'll be fine, Jimmy. Like, yeah. Just that with that quiet, calm Michael Douglas reassurance where you're just like, okay. Yeah. I, I think – yeah, I, I think that – my if it, I had to make my best guess, that part was written for a cameo, but then they changed their mind. Uh, maybe to not which lessen a cameo they have coming up in for, in future episodes because I I think there is okay, hope yeah I think there is still one more cameo that is going to happen so uh, I heard on a podcast that um, and then I then went and watched the clip of uh, what's his name Paul Bettany was on a like did an yes. interview for Esquire or something like that and was talking about how you know there's still another surprise coming. That, uh, you know, beyond Pietro that he was specifically really excited about because he got to work with an actor he's wanted to work with, quote, his whole life, um, which I thought was a very interesting way mm-hmm. to put something because that I mean, it's not Tom Holland. You know what I mean? It's not right. someone in their 20s like no. it's, it's someone older. Um, so Bigger the, and it's more established mm-hmm. for sure. So the speculation has been that it's going to be Ian McKellen as uh uh, Magneto as Magneto, which I think would be great, and I think would be a great um, cameo to sort of 
a put a stamp on the you know sort of the stamp of approval on like the the x-men thing as a whole and then also it's cool because like i mean in, in many versions of the comic books wanda is the daughter of of yep. magneto so i think that would be an interesting yeah. that'd be an interesting play because uh, i could see you know agatha you know making the kids disintegrate in front of wanda's eyes and like making wanda snap and then i could see Ian McKellen showing up as like the one person who can stop her from destroying all of humanity. <laughs> yeah. And I think that would be uh, a very interesting uh, way to end the series. I think so too. And I also think it would be a really good way for them to, like if, if, if Magneto is as old as he is in the MCU, right. Why wouldn't we? And I think this would be very cool. If everybody's expect, like everybody's talking about how they're going to fit the X-Men in with the Avengers and all that. Mm -hmm. What if they don't? What if they do an entire X-Men franchise, do what First Class did, and take it back to the 60s? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could totally do comics. that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. Then you could have this 60s kind of, like, fun vibe, and then that would also make sense for, like, when they have to, like, you could fit in the Savage Lands really well, because 60s, it's still like, ah, whatever, we still got some places we haven't explored on the planet. Um, Yeah, man. I think it'd be interesting. I don't know. I, uh... I don't have any expectations for that cameo one way or the other. I'm mm -hmm. just like, just show me. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be excited for it. Yeah. I'll be happy with whatever <laughs> you do. Yeah, 100%. Um, like, you know. Yeah, totally. Not uh, that I'm the overall authority of what Disney and Marvel <laughs> need to do, but like. I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, just do my bidding. <laughs> yeah, dance. Dance uh, for me. Yeah. So just to get through the, through the rest of the plot of this episode. So um, Monica uh, decides to try to go through the wall herself of the hex. And she in what is a really visually like stunning scene, uh, like mm -hmm. pushes her way through this, you know, uh, uh, this hex thing. And you're seeing like a bunch of different reality, like a bunch of different like realities and like different people you're hearing voices from different points in history and stuff like that as she's like pushing through um this sort of this altered reality kind of hex thing it was really it looked really cool and she comes out the other side of it with her eyes glowing having gained um some superhuman powers um, i thought the way that she was able to see through right like the hex like with her superpowers is like ooh, that's very cool right and then when she gets to the other side yeah i i liked that i you know the I, she can kind of see the matrix for what it is type of thing mm -hmm. i thought that was really cool and i think that's a good way to distinguish her power set from captain marvel so her her yes. her where captain marvel's powers are purely like solar energy related um uh uh monica rambo's powers are more like dimensionality related they're more like space timey kind of you know what i mean like i like that that she yes. can see the the essence of the universe for what it is and that's like the kind of the seat of her power i think that's really cool um absolutely yeah um, um yeah up. and she goes by a couple different names in the comics there's spectrum i think is one and i then, have the list right here yeah the other one is um, uh what is it what are the other ones aliases there's uh captain marvel daystar the Lady of Light, Photon, mm. Pulsar, and Sun Goddess. Pulsar and oh, okay, that's what I was thinking of. Pulsar and then what was the other one? Sun Goddess. Sun Goddess. And there was one and before Photon. that. Photon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's gonna, how. If they're gonna go with one, yeah. If they were going gonna go with one, I would say it'll probably be Pulsar. 
I don't know. Photon, Photon's kind of good Photon. too. Photon's cool too. But I think Photon may be too too close to Captain Marvel's kind of deal. Um, I think Pulsar is a little bit different. I don't know. Maybe it maybe should just be one of those heroes that they don't give like a a proper name to because I don't think they've called the Scarlet Witch the Scarlet Witch. You know what I mean? Oh um, no, we talked about that on different episodes. Like, just do it. Yeah, I I would love for them to do it, <laughs> but they may it may just be a you know a thing where because I could see them not. Like I could see them thinking that giving her one of those names could be a little too like on, um, the, nose. on the nose. Yeah, just calling her Monica and just you know what I mean. I, I can see them going that route. I would love for them to call her Pulsar or something like that, but oh, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Um, we'll we'll probably get there at some point. Yeah, and I, I'm hoping she becomes like you know. Uh, obviously, she'll uh, come into the fold with you know Shield and whatnot. It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure she will be heavily figured into the Captain Marvel sequel that comes out. Maybe they'll even, you know, have oh, a squaring off. That's what they're setting it up. I mean, they're, why are they doing like, sword? Right. Why are they doing, right, right, right. introducing her as a character? They could have easily just not used anybody that's connected to Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. but they chose somebody that's connected to Captain Marvel and then gave her superpowers. Like mm-hmm. she's going to be, I think she's probably going to show up in the Captain Marvel sequel. Mm-hmm. So then, um, um, I also like that she got her superhero landing moment. That yeah, was fun. yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, I liked that. Um, yeah, I like that her powers are kind of blue, like that kind of blue mm-hmm. tinge thing. I think that looks cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what she does. Um, yeah, okay. So Agnes yeah. tells Wanda that the twins are in the basement uh, of her house. When Wanda goes to look for them, she finds a weird witch lair with a, a weird, mysterious book in the center of it. Lots of weirdness. Uh, yeah, lots of weird stuff going on. I, I like the look. and occult symbols. It's a cool set for yeah, sure. It is, it's I awesome. like the tree branches and the roots going out yep. that are kind of like pulsing with her magic. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's super sweet. Like it's and it's. I will say, I was surprised. It was darker. Yeah. Disney let them go a little bit darker than I was expecting, and I like them. Like, yes, let's yeah. bring back villains that are truly dark villains. Like right. Thanos is like. I kind of get where you're coming from, but also you could just use the snap to make more resources. But like, mm-hmm. that's what, but then you wouldn't be a bad guy. You're just, you know, you know, you're understood. Ultron, you just fear humanity because of all of the knowledge that you have, but that doesn't make you right. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. kind of, they're villains, but they're not fully villains. Like I, I want to see some, some like dark, dark villain stuff. Yeah. You know? And I, I think we're going to get that. Okay, so what do you – And having an underground witch lair is a great start. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what do, what do you think uh, Agatha is up to? What do you think her uh, situation is, the weird book? What do you think is going on? So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, my best get – Good start. <laughs> I also – this is a perfect – thank you. Yes. <laughs> I am not a professional. Um, but after seeing that today, I'm very much going to start researching – it heavily mm-hmm. heavily in trying to figure out what's going on with that um i also just purchased uh, a subscription to marvel unlimited so now i have access to all of the comic books and we'll be uh using that to foster and kind of bolster my uh my knowledge on this but i think what it is very plain and obviously agatha needs wanda for something right mm-hmm. and i think that wanda's powers are I think Wanda is more powerful than she realizes. I think Agatha needs her to needs her power set 
to accomplish some sort of thing. And I don't know what that is. But then I also go, where did Agnes come from? Mm -hmm. Why is she in Westview, Eastview? Was she there before? Mm -hmm. Was she there? um, Did she come in like midway through? Like, did she find her way or find like a power spike and like show up? Like, why is she there? What's she doing? The questions that we obviously we're not going to get an answer this time, but Mm -hmm. she needs, she needs Wanda for something. And it has to do with keeping Wanda happy. Mm -hmm. Keeping Wanda happy is giving Agnes power over something and giving her the ability to do something that she's, she's trying to do on the sly. And, And whether it's maintain control, um, you know, cross into the multiverse, I think is where that's going to be sort of, um, yeah, sort of where, uh, obviously that's where it's going to go. So it's basically how you write a show, but I don't know what it is. Uh, um, yeah. Um, um, would yeah. you like to hear my theory? I would love to hear your, your theory. Um, so I think, so there's, there's been some research, and uh, I haven't looked too far into it, but basically what the what they're saying is that that book is like a uh, – it has something to do with like the hell dimension. That um, would make sense. It's like – and it, it basically uh, – so, Are you on Screen Rant right now? No. I'm, I mean I okay. just have the Wikipedia pulled up looking through the plot. Cool, because I'm on the Screen Rant deal talking about it. Okay. So why don't you go. read it? Uh, oh, let me let me peruse. You talk, All I'll right. peruse, and then I'll come back. So yeah, so there's also so there's a there's a commercial during this episode for Nexus, the an anti-depression drug called Nexus. Yes, and Nexus there's Nexus beings, right? Um, and so from what I understand in the Marvel comics, Nexus is the is the in between between sort of the hell dimension and or it's like the Nexus point for like all of the. Uh, the multiverse from what I understand, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Oh, you're right. Yeah. And so what, and so, and, but that book, there's something about the book that like is, is it's tied to like the hell dimension where like, um, like where the dead are and people that have been banished there and things like that. So what I'm thinking is going on is Agatha, um, whether she's working on her own or doing the bidding of a larger being, which probably is the case, um, yep. maybe Mephisto or something like that. Nightmare um, something. Yeah, is, is, Agatha is trying to open up the gates of hell, essentially. She's trying to open the nexus point uh, so that everyone in the hell dimension, or at least the people she's working with, can get out and into you know another dimension. Uh, the reason they chose Earth is because I, the Earth dimension is because she discovered a being that has the power capable to do this in Scarlet Witch. Um, mm-hmm. And so but I think Agatha, it, it's like an Inception type scenario where Agatha can't like I think Agatha's magic because she's in the hell dimension and can't get out. Her magic only works insofar as she convinces Wanda that it's her magic. Um, and so, you know, she, Agatha basically can only manipulate Wanda to do what Agatha wants her to do because Agatha doesn't have any powers outside of the hell dimension at this point. So like, and I don't even think that that's what Agatha really looks like, like Catherine Hahn. I think she just picked a person in that town and like took over their mind or something. Um, Ooh, that's personally what I think. Um, 
and uh, yeah, so that's what I, I think. Yeah, Agatha's trying to open the gates of hell so that she and her cohorts can get out of there and and take over a new dimension where they you know they have more freedom and maybe you know do whatever right. do you know do their do their thing. Um, yeah, and so she's trying to. Uh, but I think what she didn't realize is that um, Wanda is stronger than Agatha thinks, and. Wanda has already started to bring things over from other dimensions before even opening up the Nexus, which uh, which Agatha didn't anticipate and which is why this is all kind of falling apart is because Wanda's psyche, like her sub subconscious is doing a lot of the work and Agatha, I don't think Agatha uh, anticipated that. Um, Got it. Yeah, that's Dude. sort of that's my that's my theory of what Agatha's trying to do. Gotcha. So there's a couple options that they have, and I just I've been on Screen Rant and a couple other websites. Okay. Basically, the breakdown is <clears throat> the two most likely contenders for it are the Necronomicon. Okay. And the Darkhold. Uh, the Necronomicon is the Book of the Dead. Uh, where did it go? Um, ancient book uh, containing black magic. Um, mm -hmm. And so there are copies of the Necronomicon that have been around in the comics, and they have fallen into the hands of Wanda, Agatha, and Doctor Strange. So mm -hmm. that's what the Nec Necronomicon. I think that that is kind of okay. I think it's going to be the Darkhold. Okay, what is the Darkhold? So the Darkhold was, uh, according to the Marvel deal, the Darkhold is a book that was comprised of the scrolls of the Elder God being Cthon, who... Um, wrote his stuff down on in, uh, indestructible and I'm actually going off. Like I was reading this, but this is stuff that I have in my brain from my weird, you know, getting mm -hmm. shoved in lockers phase of my life. Yeah. Um, he, um, yeah. So he basically wrote these, he wrote these parchments down that can't, that cannot be destroyed, left them all around the world. They got comprised into the dark hold. And that is the book of dark magic that, um, that leads you um, into uh sort of being able to like you're saying be able to open up worlds and other things at the nexus point of the of the nexus point which is the nexus of all realities basically essentially the center of the multiverse if you if anybody out there is a fan of stephen king it's like the dark tower mm -hmm. not the movie yeah the books <laughs> yeah um but i mean i guess the movie too but it's like the dark tower there's a point that sits at the center of all realities and all multiverses mm -hmm. all universes and that's what the nexus is and so right. the dark hole the dark hold allows some um, dark magic and allows access to that. Um, and the um, it also one of the powers that I forgot about that I saw in the Screen Rant article mm -hmm. is that um, it includes the ability to control the will of others. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, hello, hello. Right. Um, but yes, so there's an elder god. So I think your theory that Agnes is doing something for another god, I think they, I mean, if they're going to might just introduce Cthon. Mm -hmm. um and then now i'm thinking if they're introducing Cthon, who is an elder god then that might actually lead into a um a connection for um uh what is it uh it's that uh i'm blanking right now what's the movie kumail nanjiani is going to be in oh the eternals Eternals, I think that might because they're gods, so I think that might bleed into the Eternals. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that will bring in the Eternals. I think that'll have implications. It'll obviously have implications for Doctor Strange. It'll also have implications, probably, for the next um, 
Guardians movie with like mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror and that type of thing. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, definitely it's going to have implications for the Eternals. So, huh, I may, maybe I need to look at the Eternals cast again because maybe one of the cameos might be from an, an Eternal. Uh, I'm already doing it. Do it. Marvel Eternal. I am. There is no... So far listed on the IMDb page, there is nobody named Kathon. Okay. Uh, um, Let's look. But we have a couple. We've got a bunch of people to choose from. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm. I'm also looking at the uh, the IMDb. I would laugh and love it if it was Kamel Nanjiani. <laughs> that would be great. Um. Could be Kit Harrington. I mean, there's Richard Madden too, Angelina Jolie, yeah. Sam Hayek. It could be, it could be any one of them. Yeah, um, anybody. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. My guess is that it'll be one of the. My yeah. guess will be one of the top, one of the bigger names for sure. Yeah, it'll, if it is one of the Eternals, it's probably going to be Selma Hayek or Angelina Jolie. Um, yeah, is is my guess. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be great, and and I think Angelina Jolie. Paul Bettany saying I've, I've wanted to work with Angelina Jolie my whole life makes sense to me because she's been around for a while um, and has been a high profile actress for a long time. So that makes sense to me, too. Um, and she's also really good. And she's also very good. Um, yeah. I mean, Selma, Selma Hayek, I think, fits that bill as well. She's been around for a long time and is also really good. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking. For, I think it could be an eternal. I think it might. I If I had to put money on it, I would say. It's more likely going to be um, an X Man, uh, probably um, Ian McKellen. But uh, I would love for it to be an Eternal. I mean, in all honesty, yeah. he could be talking about Michael Douglas. I mean, you know, he Hank Pym could still show yeah. up. He he could be talking about here's Benedict, the thing, man. Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, we're just throwing stuff into the wind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't matter what we think. They're gonna do what they're gonna do, and that's the thing. That- that, I, that makes me laugh about when I go online and read like articles, reading articles, like yeah. conjecture articles online. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't know. Right. <laughs> you know just as much as I do. You don't know. But they're like, this, this is what it is. Yeah. It's like, but it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will. Fun part. Man, we will look. F- I look forward to Friday and um, seeing. So are there 10 episodes? There's nine. Nine episodes. Okay. There's nine. So we have two more. Two more. And the rumor is that each of those episodes is going to be an hour long as opposed to a half hour. I think that would, and and that would probably, because nine is a weird number. So what they Mm -hmm. probably did was so that they could make the last two feel more special. They probably just nixed the 10th episode and just split it up amongst and made each one an hour long. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm thinking so. I also think it'll actually be better for the storytelling because I'm thinking at this point, the problem that I had with the episode, episode seven, was that the time constraint of a half hour is yes. becoming a little too claustrophobic. 100%. And you're trying to cram all this stuff. Like, it's weird. They'll expand on stuff that doesn't matter. Right. Darcy and Vision driving around in a truck, just sitting there. You're the Vision. Mm-hmm. Just go. Just go. So let me ask you this. Um, so in this, at the end of episode seven, we get a, a, a title sequence explaining that it's been Agatha all along for seemingly another show called Agatha all along. Do you think the next episode will be an episode of Agatha all along or will it be WandaVision? I think this is just because I'm going to be like, 
whatever, and I can do, <laughs> I can have my druthers and say whatever I want because I have a microphone. <laughs> I would like to see them ditch the uh, ditch the genre TV shows. I want to see them get serious in the last two episodes. Okay. I want to. I don't want to see gimmicks. I don't want to see stuff. I want to see a not a straightforward, but a more of a like if you were gonna wrap this TV show up with mm-hmm. a Marvel movie, that, that's what I would like to see. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I personally think because we've gotten to a point where. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, finish oh, no. your thought. I was just saying because we've gotten to a point where I mean, obviously, there's other genres of TV, but like, how many more can you do? that like hit the major overarching like umbrella, like genre TV shows. I feel like we're kind of at the point, especially with this one that didn't feel right and it didn't fit and it didn't quite work. And then, um, you know, all this stuff. And so it's like, let's just be done with it. Let's be done with the charade. Let's be done because Wanda's going to, Wanda's under Agatha's control now. So just if we're all remembering and same thing with um, Maria Rambo at the end, her eyes glowed purple as well, which is Agatha's like magic color. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So I go, why – like, let's just ditch it. Like, we don't need to do another TV show. If we're going to do it, I think you're probably right. I think they're going to do more for, like, an Agnes-like intro or whatever. But I don't know. I think it's time to ditch the TV show genre, like, associations and just start, you know, just go for it now. Yeah, I, I kind of think that – so what Again, I – that's just me. Yeah, no, totally. I, I'm kind of with you. Like, I kind of hope they, they do that. I think – if they are going to continue to do the the sort of the, the the sitcom gimmick or whatever, I think it will be an episode of Agatha all along because I think it – what I think the purple eyes mean for Monica Rambeau at the end of the last episode is perhaps she'll be under Agatha's control now, at least for the first part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And in this show will then, I think, become more centered around Agatha and kind of learning what she's about and what she's up to. And you could do that. Right. I see doing an episode of Agatha all along being like an episode, being a, 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 a good way to do that. Um, let me ask you this, though. This might be fun. But before we get out of here, yeah. if they are going to do sitcom ideas, what because now they're at the point where they're in sort of like the late 2010s. Um, it, it, we can go all the way up to modern day starting. I guess so we can go from like 2010 to now. What sitcom style do you think they should do? And I guess it doesn't have to be sitcom, quote-unquote. I guess it could just be any sort of like TV show genre. I think the sitcom's a great idea because now that we know what's going on, if you do a sitcom and go back to the point with a laugh track, it adds a whole extra level of sinister to it Mm -hmm. that'll just make your skin crawl and be like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, Look up some TV shows from the last I am looking that up right now as well. Um, I just did 2010 sitcoms. I would really like to see them do it on the uh, TBS uh, failed comedy show Hot in Cleveland, but a bunch <laughs> of older women in Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let me see. I'm Googling that know, as well. Man. I feel like at this point, I don't know what other like <laughs> TV show, famous TV show sitcom they could do mm-hmm. that would – that wouldn't feel that would feel fresh and different than mm-hmm. what they've been doing, right? right. <laughs> Part of me wonders if they're gonna do like a yeah Parks and Rec style 
uh, or like maybe even like an Arrested Development style. Arrested Development would be good <laughs> with the Ron Howard narration. That would be. Oh really my funny. gosh! Yes, that would be so funny. That it's would like, be really but funny. It wasn't. Yeah. Or I could see them doing kind of like an FX style sitcom, like Louis or like Master of yep. None, like kind of like single camera, but kind of you know what I mean, like that kind I of. I was going to say whatever they do, it's going to be single camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been doing the multi-camera kind of stuff a little bit. Like they could do a Curb much. Your Enthusiasm style. Like <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm would be good. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. What if they swung it back? What if Agatha is trying to regain control to bring it back to where everybody was happy and stuff was good? So she swings it back and it's like Seinfeld. Seinfeld, Seinfeld would be cool. Like Mad Men would be cool. Mad Men would be interesting. <laughs> um. um see what else we got. I don't know if Mad Men's known for its comedic chops. No, it's not not necessarily a sitcom, but (laughs) if you find Mad Men to be a sitcom and you're out there, you need to go see a a psychologist because your brain might be broken. Um, I mean, they could even go animated if they wanted to. (laughs) They could. That's the thing that's nuts about this right now is that like we're at a point where you can do whatever you want. Uh, I think, man, I think, one doing an animated show would have been funny for one of the episodes already that we've seen. Oh, for sure. Um, like especially the early two thousands, you could have done like a Simpsons, like Family Guy style animated show, which would have been really funny. Oh, yeah. But animation takes a long time, so I understand really why funny. they haven't done that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I know I agree. Um, so lo- I mean, those are really my only ones. I'm looking at other stuff on here, but nothing else is like very. Nothing else is specific enough, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, everything's all, everything else is kind of broad stroke. Yep. All right. You have any more thoughts before we get on out of here? Um, let me check my notes. No, I think we're good. Um, it was nice to see the uh, OG Scarlet Witch costume. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. That was really cool. Um, I yeah, man, I. I just want it to be Friday already. I know what so you that mean. I can, so that I can watch it because I have so many questions and I, I, I need I need answers. I need answers <laughs> and I need them now. And yeah, man, it's, it's – I don't know. I th- will say this before we before – we I am enjoying the show a lot more than I thought I was going to. Oh, yeah. It's and really not to good. say that I, I was worried that I wouldn't enjoy it, but I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I was going to because – I like the level of intrigue and mystery and stuff that they're keeping. And I think that they're doing a good, I think they're doing a really good job and it's really fun. Um, yeah. Also just Evan Peters costume at the end with the snoopers going to snoop line. I was like, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of the fun of his character is he could just show up and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that the, um, I wonder if Agatha's going to dangle the kids in front of Wanda as like bait before she realize before she reveals the fact that they don't exist. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, I think it's going to become a situation where Wanda doesn't want to help, um, Agnes do what the stuff she wants to do. And she's going to use the kids as like a, yeah, as like a, like as what do you call it? Like, um, ransom like i'm holding her kids hostage you know what i mean basically um yeah exactly you're gonna do what i want otherwise i'm gonna hurt your kids mm -hmm. that don't exist Mm -hmm. but then i'm gonna after you do this horrible thing for me then i will reveal that they don't exist 
but I'm going to break your brain. And then you're going to get real mad and do magic mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I don't know. I, it, you know, I mean, we still have, ugh, we still have the three major contenders for that book, right? Mephisto, Nightmare, and Kithon, mm-hmm. which I'm like, I don't care which one it is. It also might be a blend of all three. Yeah. Because there's a lot of the interesting stuff that people are talking about is they're trying to do it where it's like, well, in the comics, it's like, yeah, but this isn't the comics though. Right. The new entity. Think of it as like a new run of your favorite superheroes in a new comic. But so it might just, they might create a new, a new villain. That's just a blend of all three things. Yeah, I think so. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, Derek, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Derek underscore nickel. That's D E R E K underscore N I C K E L on Twitter and at cinephile 84 C I N E P H I L E 84 on Instagram. Great. Uh, you can find uh, me on social media at Asan the DJ. That's at A-H-S-O-H in the DJ. Uh, you can find episodes of this podcast and more at weeklyregular.com or at uh, the Weekly Regular on social media. Derek, thanks a lot uh, for coming on again. I can't wait to talk about the next episodes. Oh, yeah, especially if it's an hour. I think we're going to need to do an episode. <laughs> 100%. All right. Yeah. We will see you all next week.